Well, since summer is starting in a little while, we thought we wanted to take the time and talk to you guys about how you should spend your summer. And so I thought it would be appropriate if I dug into my archives of endless bad decisions I made when I was bored and home alone during summer break and show you what not to do during summer break. So my little brother and I, his name is Ryan, that's important to the story, Ryan and I were home alone a lot as kids and we also had babysitters a lot because both of our parents are nurses and they work full time, which means they work like 12 hour shifts and are gone like four days out of the week. So we were home alone a lot, which meant we were bored a lot. And when you're bored, you do stupid things, right? <laughs> so in this particular story, my brother and I came up with this brilliantly stupid idea. So you guys know Kool-Aid? You've heard of Kool-Aid, right? I would hope. So when I was a kid, Kool-Aid came in these little like packets. Does this still come? in just powder form, they're like 17 cents a piece. And so my brother comes up to me, he's like, Sean, and he's probably like four or five at this time. He's like, and I'm three years older, so that would make me like eight or nine. And he goes, Sean, would you make us some Kool-Aid? And I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. We have a babysitter at this time, don't know where she is. We're not gonna see her until the end of this story, so just forget about her. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll make us some Kool-Aid. So I go to the pantry and I get the little open, we have like a pickle jar full of these little packets because they're so cheap. And my mom was like, you guys are home a lot, so here's some Kool-Aid. I'm like, great, mom, thanks. So I go, and you know how you put sugar in the mix with the Kool-Aid? Yeah, not this time. We were out of sugar. So I get the packet, and I go to find the sugar, and gasp, there's no sugar. And you're probably thinking, oh, so they just gave up on the Kool-Aid, and they made a wise decision and just drank water. To which I would reply, you clearly don't know me or my little brother that well. We decided to give it a go without the sugar anyway, because I mean, how much, how much could sugar really affect the taste of the Kool-Aid, right? It's like bright purple, so it's gotta be sweet naturally. It looks like grape, right? They say it's grape. Grapes are sweet. Um, so uh, <laughs> I take the Kool-Aid packet, and I put it in, I mix it, and there's no sugar. And what happened in that pitcher was straight from the bowels of Mordor like Mount Doom status, like this stuff was awful, like the most sour and hateful thing I have ever tasted in my life. Like if you could liquefy sadness and mix it with a t-shirt that you found in the middle of North Avenue after Juco, that's probably close to what this tastes like. It, oh, better yet, if Simon Cowell had a flavor, that's what Kool-Aid without sugar would taste like. Just bitter and sour and angry. And so I took a huge swig of this. And I, you know, if you think that I pretended that um, it was really great and didn't taste bad to trick my little brother, you'd be right. So I take this huge swig and I'm like, wow, that's so much better without sugar. It's like the best thing ever. And my brother's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, dude, trust me. It tastes just like grape. In fact, it's better. It doesn't have all the gross sugar flavor in it. It's just natural grape flavor. And he's like, Oh, sick, let me take this huge drink. And so he takes this huge swig. Just... And for a moment, there was peace. It's like a little bluebird that flew by, whistling the song of summer. But then, there was pure horror. Just horror came over my brother's face. And now, side note, my brother, it's a weird side note, so just bear with me. My brother is like a professional puker. Meaning, like, he could throw up in a crowded room and nobody would know. There would, like, nobody would have any idea. He'd just, like, quietly excuse himself. And... 
And like, hey, what's up? We're going to McDonald's later? And it's just like no big thing to him. And so he was able to keep it together after he took this huge drink of like this interdimensional hate juice. He was able to keep it together. And so I wish I could tell you this is where the story ends. And my brother and I learned our lesson. And we went outside to a public park and we planted a tree and bettered our community. No, it's not. It got way worse. So my brother and I decide, hey, this is really terrible. Why don't we make it into a game? We're going to have a drinking contest of this just nasty, swampy, gross juice. And, like, it's, it's really sludgy and just dark purple and just angry. And, like, so we take, like, a normal drinking glass, like, probably the same size as this, and we put, like, three or four packets in it. Not just the one, three or four. We're like, whoever drinks the most wins, and his prize will be nothing. And so I'm like, okay, word, I got this. I'll go first. So we pour the, the, the some odd Kool-Aid packets in there. We pour them in there, mix it up. And are you guys familiar with Pokemon at all? You know the Pokemon Muck? It's like this pile of purple goop with a face. And that's the Pokemon. That's exactly what this drink looked like. It was just like thick. And it probably peeled paint off like a, a runway or something. It was, oh, it was awful. And so... I'm, you know, me being the older brother, I'm like, I'm not going to let my baby brother win. <laughs> no way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this. So I get the drink, and I pound it, like straight up all of it. And there's no chance for Ryan to even compete because I drink all of it. Just bam, crushed it. I'm the winner, Ryan. Yeah, sucks to be you because I drank all of it. And then my tummy had something to say. My tummy was like, Sean, what happened? Why would you do this? I trusted you. I thought we were growing. I thought we were maturing. Last week, you had the choice between eating a sandwich and only candy, and you chose the sandwich, bro. That was a good choice. I thought you were growing, and we were like bonding and stuff, and now I'm full of this hatred poison that I have to get rid of. I'm sorry, but I hope you learn your lesson. And as you probably can imagine, I puked. A lot. I vomited everywhere. <laughs> and it wasn't like my brother's professional puking where it's just like, Bleh. let's go get some burgers. No, I was like, ah! Ah! from the backyard, up the back porch steps, all over the back porch, into the kitchen, all over the kitchen, up the stairs to the bathroom, all the way down the hallway to the bathroom, all over the bathroom. And at the point where I am out of fluids, like there is no, no water of any kind left in my body, I just get in the bathtub and turn it on. <laughs> Fully clothed, just like nine-year-old Sean, just like, I want to die. This is the worst decision I've ever made in my life. And, and guys, no joke, I, I had stomach problems for like the majority of my life because of this. I don't know if you know this, but straight Kool-Aid powder is like just acid. Like acid and food coloring, so I do not recommend this. But anyway, I'm in the bathtub just laying there soaking in my bad decisions. And our babysitter walks in. I don't know where she's been this whole time. Like, where were you at, Stacy, when I was about to make this horrible decision? And so she walks in. She's like, what is happening? Oh, my gosh. What is going on? There's vomit. And like, what? She's just like has no context. And there's just purple, like, vomit smoothie everywhere everywhere. Horrible, horrible decision. And we got there because we were bored. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about tonight. The point of this horrendous puke-filled story is to tell you that when you are bored, you do dumb stuff, right? So 
instead of being bored this summer, here are some things that we're going to do to make our summer awesome and make a splash and grow in our faith. And our first point is this. Spend time with God every day. Spend time with God every day. Personal, one-on-one time with God every day. Now, if you're like me, we find ourselves in this moment where we have our phone and we're just scrolling Instagram. No point to it, really. We're not really looking for anything. We're just, I got 15 minutes, so I might as well fill that time. And so I'm just scrolling Instagram or Facebook, and it's like, there's nothing new. I just checked it five seconds ago, and everybody else is bored, so there's nothing new also. You know, so what I want to challenge you to do is when you're in that moment, open your Bible app on your phone. It's pretty easy. Like, you just download the YouVersion app. It's completely free, and you just, like, start a reading plan or or do you just read? And, and if you have trouble, like, I don't know what to read in my Bible. Like, we recommend that you start in the Gospel of Mark. It's like nine chapters long. It's not super long, really easy read. And it's a great introduction into the heart of Jesus. But a- another thing we can do when we find ourselves alone or bored is press into God. It's really, like, spend time praying to him. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, But Jesus often went away to be by himself and pray. You see, Jesus recognized the importance of getting alone with God. He knew that when he made time to go and pray and be with the Father, that his day and his life would be much better off. And so when we make the the intentional decision to grow with the Lord, to grow in intimacy with him by, by putting him first, by choosing him over our boredom, over our Instagram feed, over our Facebook, over Snapchat, and we withdraw into his presence, it's the best thing that we could do for our spiritual growth this summer. Another thing you can do when you find yourself bored, like let's say you're like, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to check Instagram again because everybody else is bored and they're not going to post anything. And then I already read my Bible. I finished the Gospel of Mark. Another thing you can do is open up Spotify. Now, how many of you have Spotify? Show of hands. There's a free version of it. I recommend it. It's just an app. You sign up. You sign up through Facebook. There's like one button you push. And it's like, blam, you have Spotify now. And so on Spotify, we have this really awesome playlist from 4640. That's our worship playlist. And so all of the songs we do here in, in worship are on that playlist. And, and so you open that up, you hit play, and you just worship. When you can worship God behind closed doors, by yourself, you're going to grow in peace in ways you've never felt before. Guys, like, you can tap into the peace of the Lord by just getting into his presence and worshiping him. How many of you would like to live a life rooted in peace? That should be every hand. Like, you, like you're so peaceful at this point that whatever life throws at you, it just rolls off your back. You're like, whatever, I'm filled with the joy of the Lord. I got peace. Ain't no thing. You know, because we are in his presence and we are worshiping him. If you make time for God to get alone with him and worship him and pray with him and talk with him and read his word intentionally every day, you will have a life based in his peace. Okay, so three ways to make a splash this summer. And the first way was spend time with God every day. So obviously we have an ability to make a very large splash. So the first way to make the biggest splash is spend time with God every day. So... Pastor Will, Corbin, if you guys would help me out so that we can make a real big splash at the end of this thing. The next thing you guys can do is something that you guys are all doing right now, and that is come to 4640. Yeah. 
Tell the person on your left, say, good job, sport. That's right. You are here. The next thing you can do to make a bigger splash this summer is to make sure you come every Wednesday to 4640. It says in Hebrews 10, 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. I love that. It's just like, it's like as some people do. I, I wonder when he said that, if he knew that the people who he was writing to knew who, who he was talking about. It was like, right now I'm just like, you guys don't neglect neglect the meeting as um, some people who aren't here right now do. Oh, but you encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So it says in the Bible, don't neglect it. Don't forget about it. I'm not saying sometimes you guys wake up or like on a Wednesday on summer, you've had nothing to do. You're just like, I don't want to go to 4640. I truly believe most of the time it's because you forget. Because here's why. Because you don't have school. You don't have things that you do every day to like tell you what day it is. You're just like, you wake up at noon and you're just like, what is that bright thing in the sky? You're just like, ugh. Because you stayed up till four o'clock in the morning, right? And so you have no clue what day it is. You're just like, is, is it Friday? It's Monday. But... Okay, right? So you just have no idea. So here's what I would like you to do is put a reminder in your phone, put it in your calendar every week and just have it remind you at two o'clock in the afternoon so you make sure you're awake when you get the reminder, right? So put it at two o'clock in the afternoon. That way you've got a little time to like think about it, talk to your parents, say, hey mom, dad, I need to get a ride. Talk to your friends, say, hey guys, remember it's 4640 this weekend. Hey. Hey, I just wanted to hang out and watch. Okay. Yeah, it's an excellent place. You just stay right there, okay? And so put it in your phone. Put it as a reminder on your phone every Wednesday. I know you're like, I'll remember, but you won't. You won't remember. So do it, and then you'll remember. It's, it's going to be awesome, okay? Get yourself filled up here. That's why we want you to come to 4640. Now, now what Pastor, Pastor Sean was just saying, he was saying this, right? He was saying, uh, enjoy, spend time with God every day. That's like eating every day. How many of you eat every day? How many of you think eating once a week would be a really dumb thing to do? Oh, you people. Eating once a week would be really, really a, a dumb idea. You would be starving by that time, and you would just be like skinny, 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 right? You need to eat every day, right? But imagine if you hadn't eaten all week, and you got to come, and you, and you had like got to eat this beautiful meal. They were just like Chick-fil-A. Taco Bell, all sorts of deliciousness, okay? And you just like get to, and then all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I remember what food tastes like. Now I want to eat food from now on because I forgot. You probably wouldn't, but at the same time, if you forgot to eat and you ate, you would remember, right? So coming to 4640 helps you to spend time with God every other day because you get to experience him. It's like getting a big old feast on Wednesdays so that you can have your tiny, your littler meals with God every day after that. So the other thing we do is we worship God. How many of you guys love praise and worship here? I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. I love having a praise party with you guys every week. And this is why it's so important is because guys, we become what we worship and God created us to worship him. And some people might go, you know, that's kind of a conceited thing for God to do. Like, why would he create something just to work? Like, I don't know about that. But, but, but picture this. If we become what we worship, what's the best thing that we could become? God. And so God says, I want you to worship me because I know 
that you will become what you worship. And the best thing that you could ever become in this life is more like me. So come to 4640 and make sure you use this time. These three songs aren't for you to just like stand around and like push your friend or nudge that girl or put your hands on the stage. It's a time for you to encounter God and worship him because we become what we worship. Another big thing and a reason to come to 4640 is you make friends. You make good friends. You hang out with people. You, you go to school. You play sports. Those, those people. But when you come here, you know that they're hearing about the same God. They believe in the same God. They're worshiping the same God as you. They have the same relationship with God as you do. It says in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 6, 14, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Guys, this is so important for your friendships. And this is why we say don't date in middle school, but when you do decide to date, don't date people who don't, date, do, don't know Christ. Because how can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And I'm not saying people who don't believe in Christ are wicked, but because they don't know Jesus, they're not going to encourage you to follow God and to love God. They're going to try and pull you away. And the same thing can be with your really, really close friend. I will say this, and we believe this here at 4640, your closest best friend should love Jesus as much as you. He should spend as much, he or she should spend as much time or more time with Jesus as you do. They should have that same kind of relationship because if you have a best friend who does not love God as much, most likely the more time you spend with them, the more you, they're gonna pull you back versus you going, pulling them forward. So obviously it's great to find friends here and those are the type of friends you should have are those people who make it a priority to come to church, to come to 4640. Another thing is accountability. Guys, obviously you're, you're home alone, you're gonna spend some time and stuff, and we wanna make sure that you always have an opportunity to confess your sins. It, it talks about it in the Bible that if we are faithful to confess our sins, that God will cleanse us of, forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all wickedness. It's important, and Orange Team and the pastors here want to help you. If you have a struggle, whether that's lying, whether you're having difficulty honoring your mother and father, whether that's a porn addiction or something like that, even heavier, we want to make sure that you know that we're here to help you, to keep you accountable. So that way, when you're home alone on a Monday and you're just like, oh, I'm feeling a little tempted, but I know that Pastor Joe is going to ask me about it on Wednesday, that can help. That can help you get over that temptation because you don't want to have to tell me, uh, yeah, I did that thing that you told me you were going to ask me about, and now you're asking me about it, and now I'm super embarrassed because you're asking me about it, and I did it, right? So accountability is a huge thing. All right, so who all is going into ninth grade? Are there any of you that are going into ninth grade? Awesome. Okay, guys, so this summer, you guys are allowed to start coming to our high school services. If you want to stay here for the summer, you absolutely can. You can kind of like double dip if you want to come to both. High school is a little bit different, not that much different. We like to go a little bit deeper into things. Maybe we spend a little bit more time in worship, but it's a lot of fun. And it's important that you make that jump because it's really important to surround yourself, once again, with people who are like-minded like you. And so coming to 4640 on a high school night and to make that jump, so many of our eighth graders will like kind of start to come or they're just like, it's not the same and they stop coming. And then they end up just going off the deep end. I can't tell you how many like eighth graders we've seen like graduation, all of a sudden they won't even like look at us. They're just like, oh my goodness, there's Pastor Joe. I haven't seen him since eighth grade and I've made so many bad decisions since then, right? It's so important to make that jump. So let me talk to you guys who are going into seventh and eighth grade, all right? We will be inviting our fifth graders this summer to come. Now, oftentimes we remember a time 
when we were picked on because we were littler or smaller or like not as cool. And let me ask you, did that feel good? No. No. Did it, did it, do you like feeling like when somebody like lords over there just like, I'm way older than you and I know so much more than you and you're just nothing. Does that feel good when you were that little? But here's the funny thing. It's so often it, like the older kids want to pick on the little kids and then like the, the kids who got picked on when they get older, even though it hurt, they still want to pick on the little kids. It's almost like, well, they got to pay their dues, right? I got picked on when I was a little kid, so they're going to get picked on when I was a little kid. Is that right? No. So when we invite our fifth graders to come and they're, they're going into sixth grade, welcome them. Because that's really, it, the Bible says, treat others the way you want to be treated. Even if you weren't treated that way, you still wish you would have been treated better. And so there's a perfect opportunity for you to treat someone better. All right, so that, coming to 4640, is the second way we can make a big splash. So let's make a little bigger splash. You good? What is that? Um, mar marshmallows. Yeah. Unicorn. They better not be praise juice. That'd be awful. Oh. I, don't, I, don't I don't think it's praise juice, no. All right. What? Listen. Oh, there's a leak in the roof. It's been raining all night. I'm sure that's what that yeah, is. I'm Don't sure worry that's about. What that is. Don't worry about it. All right. The third thing you guys should do to make a big splash this summer is have fun. All right. We want you to have fun. We're not saying you should like lock your door, like lock yourself in your room and read your Bible 24/7. That's not what we're saying. But we want you to bring God wherever you go and when whatever you do, and you can have fun doing those things. Okay. So. Keys to having fun. Don't get bored. All right, listen to this verse in the Bible. It's really interesting. In Proverbs 16, 27, it says, idle hands are the whose? Devil. Devil's workshop. And idle lips are his mouthpiece. And so what's this saying is when we're bored, when we don't have anything to do, our minds, they start to wander. Our minds, they start to come up with dumb ideas like chugging Kool-Aid mixture syrups things, right? When you get bored, you, you make bad decisions. And so it's important that you don't get bored. So how, how do we have fun? Hang out with friends, but hang out with the right friends. Just like we were saying, make sure that those friends are going to encourage you to do good things, not dumb things. All right, do those things. 1 Corinthians 15, says, don't, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So maybe you're coming out of O2 and you know how much God loves you and you just have a passion and you realize, man, God is real and I love him. If you start hanging out with the bad, like bad company, it's going to corrupt that good character that God has put in you. So you got to make sure you pick the right people to hang out with. Do the things that make you happy. Now, what makes you happy? That's a hard question sometimes we ask. That doesn't necessarily mean that you should spend every day binge-watching Netflix for eight hours. It's not what it means. You might say like, man, but I love that show. It makes me happy. But the thing is, is happiness covers a lot of different things. You, you need to make sure multiple tanks are filled. A while ago, we talked about these tanks where you have a physical tank. You have an emotional tank. You have a spiritual tank, a relational tank, a financial tank. And if you spend your whole time just binge-watching Netflix, you will not have a relational tank being filled. You won't fill up a financial tank. You won't fill up a physical tank, you're just, or you will fill up your physical tank, and you're just going to keep filling it up, and then there's going to be a big tank right here, right? 
Do a lot of different things that will keep all those things filled. To be truly happy, you need to make sure you have a balanced life. Do things that are physically fun, that, are ha- like, that make you feel alive. Go on hikes, play some sports, do all of those things. Go ride a bike, all that stuff. Emotional things. Sometimes watching, watching something funny on Netflix can fill up your emotional tank. But watching something depressing, sad, that does not fill up your emotional tank. If anything, it will tank your emotional tank. Right? So doing those things like that spiritual tank, it's hard to be happy when you're not feeling, you can experience true happiness when your spiritual tank is full and you feel close to Jesus. Relational tanks, hanging out with friends, hanging out with your family, spending all that time will make you feel like you have a full relational tank. And then a financial tank. Guys, this is a perfect opportunity for you to get a little money in your pocket because movies, going to the movies is expensive. Right? And so you can have a little bit of money in your pocket. That fills up that tank so you don't just feel like, I can't do anything because I'm always broke and my parents won't give me any money. And speaking of parents, another way to make sure you have fun is to keep the peace at home. Having like parents who are just like, rah, 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 or, or you're just, when you're just fighting with your siblings, that's not any fun. That just drains all those tanks and all that stuff. So keeping the peace, don't, picking, don't pick on your little or older siblings. Honor your mother and father. Do things for them to make sure, because they work hard for you, so, and you've got all that time. Maybe do some dishes without them asking. Go mow the lawn. Whatever you can do to honor them, to help them, to support them, and then your life at home will be better so it's easier to have fun. So if you do these three things, if you spend time with God every day, you come to 4640 and you have fun, that's the third way that we can make a real big splash this summer. And it's not fun to make a little splash, is it? No, no we wanna make a big splash, right? And Because if we just do one of these things, if we just like, well, I'm just gonna have fun. <laughs> I'm fine, we're good. If you just have a little fun, or you just come to 4640 every once in a while, or you don't spend time with God every day, you're not gonna make a big splash. You're gonna make a little itty bitty, tiny little bitty bitty splash. And that's not any fun. But when we do these things, when we spend time with God every day, when we make sure that we come to 4640, we put it in our phone to remind us, and we come to 4640 every Wednesday, and we make those friends, and we worship God, and then when we make time to have fun, not just by watching Netflix or doing things that kind of drain us, but physical fun, all of those things, emotional fun, spiritual fun, relational fun, all of that stuff can make us have a bigger Splash this summer. Do you figure out why we call it Make a Splash now? Yeah, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Wait. I want my computer to not be there. Why? Thank you, Will. Hey. All right, everybody. Are you ready to make a big splash this summer? All right. On the count of three. Three, two, one. Big splashes are better, right? All right, let me pray with you guys. God, we love you so much. And we thank you for being our God and being our father and being our daddy and loving on us. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would be with us this summer, that you would help us make a big splash this summer, that we would spend time with you every day, that we would remember to come to 4640 and worship you and become more like you and learn about you, God, and then that you would help us have fun, the right kind of fun, God, not getting into trouble, not doing stupid things that could get us hurt or put us in danger or any of those things, but the right kind of fun and that you would show us and be with us in all of those things, Father God. We understand that you're a big God, but you're interested 
in the little things in our lives. And so we want you to be a part of every little thing in our lives because we love you. And it's in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.